And now, live from Atlanta, Georgia, everyone's social media friend, it's Deb Creer. Every week, Deb talks with the movers and shakers, the experts, the best of the best in social media, bringing you all of the latest tips, techniques, and trends for successfully using social media. In social media, there's only one constant, Deb Creer. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, I am the socialite, and I am passionate about working with professionals to show them how to use social media as a tool to promote themselves and their businesses. And we are going to have a great time today because we're going to be talking about how to use social media, both from a beginner's perspective, because yes, I know it is hard to believe, but there are people who are just now finding social media. And of course, I mean using them as a business tool. Um, but it's also going to be a great refresher course for people who may have been online for, you know, years, months, weeks, whatever, to remind them of some of the great things that they need to really make sure that they pay attention to. So to do that, I have a fabulous guest. I have Christian Karasevich joining me. So welcome, Christian. Thank you very much, Deb. Great. Well, before we go any further, let me tell folks just a little bit about you. So Christian is a consultant and public speaker on social media, internet marketing, and technology. He can often be found glued to his iPhone or offering his time to individuals and business owners to help them develop, create, and put into action a successful marketing campaign. With over 10 years of experience across social media, e-commerce, internet marketing, personal branding, affiliate marketing, and related technologies, Christian strives to create meaningful social media campaigns that help businesses connect and engage with their customers and to keep them coming back. He's created social media campaigns across a variety of different industries, ranging from online retailers, small to medium large businesses, individual products, celebrities, musicians, athletes, and then here's a switch, defense contractors, news organizations, fashion designers, and jewelry designers. So again, welcome, Christian. Thank you so much for having me on the show today. Great. Well, Christian is a great example of how you can make fabulous business connections simply online. He and I are in a social media mastermind group, um, and, and it's a great resource. And as I said, it, it's where I met. We've never actually met in person, but I have had the opportunity to interact with Christian there in just kind of a variety of things. I posed a question that he's been helping me with, and we're actually going to talk about that in a, in a little bit. But it, it again, it shows how social media is a great way to meet people down the street or around the world and really be able to develop a great business relationship with them. Yeah, no, I, I think that's absolutely like great, Deb. You know, I mean, just you know how we've connected, you know, as you were mentioning, I mean, there are no boundaries nowadays. Like we can connect pretty much from anywhere in the world and, you mm -hmm. know, and either A, you know, help one another out, B, you know, direct somebody to a resource, you know, and, and actually build meaningful relationships, which, you know, in social, that's actually really the name of the game. It's about, you know, building relationships with, you know, um, in this case, you know, you and I built a relationship, um, you know, which I did this podcast, but, you know, people might go on there as a business owner, you know, looking for help. And, you know, it's a great opportunity there as well to kind of, you know, to get, you know, your passion, you know, out there mm -hmm. and also, you know, to get the help you need to find those right resources. Right, right. You know, and, and that's kind of why I think social media has really taken off. It is a way for people to make those connections. But more importantly, it's a way for people to do business. And, you know, we all have a lot of fun posting the class reunion pictures, the videos about the cute cat, uh, you know, all of those various things. But social media in so many ways has leveled the playing field, so to speak, with businesses, allowing them to do business, you know, pretty much anywhere. And it's something that I see people, I, I cringe because they, to me, they don't do it correctly. They don't do it in ways that I think could be the most beneficial. So that's really why I wanted to talk to you, Christian, because you work with people to really get them to truly optimize their social media presence. Yeah, I mean, and there's some great examples, you know, um, as far as, you know, if you're like a business owner, like, you know, you're right, you can post things about like, you know, 
puppies and kittens and internet memes and all that kind of stuff. But really, I mean, if you're looking to drive true business, you know, mm-hmm. that stuff's important. You know, that stuff helps every once in a while. You know, it's nice to like, you know, I'm a, like it's it's nice to do that from your you know profile and things like that. For example, if we're talking about say Facebook. But, mm-hmm. you know, when you're really talking about it from a business perspective, a lot of times, you know, that kind of stuff really doesn't um, it doesn't help your business. Like, great, right. I get a bunch of right. people that like this. You know, I get a bunch of people that possibly engage with it. But are those really my you know customers that I really want? Mm-hmm. Um, right. You know, if they're not, you know, in most cases, they're not. So, you know, mm-hmm. there, there is a time and a place for it. But in business, you know, there are a lot of other uh, approaches you can actually take with, you know, some other fun things that still keep it kind of, you know, light and fun but can still mm-hmm. help drive your business. Definitely. And I think that's where businesses get confused because they see the cute kitten things. And, and more importantly, they see that people engage with the cute kitten picture or meme. And so they think, oh, wow, because I want people to like and to share my content, I'm going to post that cute kitten picture and hopefully it will go viral. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, it may. You know, We've all seen examples of that. But as you said, it doesn't have anything to do with their business. So then when somebody goes and actually looks at the business, like, well, wait a minute, they sell widgets. What did widgets have to do with the, the cute kitten? Mm-hmm. You know, so you wrote a great blog post and, and we're going to, to give people the link to it. But I want to really go through it point by point because it's something that I think is good for somebody who's really just starting out. Or maybe they've been tinkering and not having a lot of success. And so they're thinking, Ugh. This social media, this this is a waste of time. Or maybe it is somebody who has been on social media for quite some time and they just are maybe struggling or maybe need a refresher and a reminder as to, to what good practices are. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, the title of the blog post was 10 Social Media Power Tips. And what's the URL to that that you so that people can can really read it in detail? Um, you can get to that by going to christiankonline.com slash power tips. Great, great. Well, we're just going to go through each one, and then that way, uh, you know, we'll we'll kind of highlight everything. But if people want more information, they should definitely go to your website because there are tons and tons of other resources there. So let's just start at the top. You say make your profile attention grabbing. What does that mean? Uh, well, you know, so that particular one that talks about like having, you know, again, we talked about this is some sometimes, you know, basic information, but sometimes this is also, you know, advanced. So make your profile attention grabbing a um, mm-hmm. couple of ways you can do that. Let's look at your, you know, your, your avatar. So obviously hopefully people are past the whole stage of, Hey, I've got the egg or I've got the silhouette if I'm on <laughs> Facebook, but basically what it means is put up a profile photo that looks, that looks good. So if it's, for mm-hmm. instance, your business, Make sure it's your logo, um, something that is easily recognizable that people might associate back to your website, but also make sure it's something that is um, readable. So, right. for example, you know, if I have a profile and let's just say my logo happens to have a lot of text, well, mm-hmm. don't try to cram, for instance, your business name in there. Maybe you want to actually just use the icon for your business, okay. uh, you know, something like that to really help it stand out. And, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm not saying also like, um, you know, don't just like, I mean, you could create the same logo and use the same, you know, one across your different avatars for your channels. So that's one mm-hmm. option. Or, um, you know, just make sure, basically, the bottom line is just make sure it's consistent. So if you're going to use, right. um, you know, if you have an image that you upload to your profile, for instance, on Facebook, make sure, you know, mm-hmm. that that image also is something you use on Twitter. Um, and also make sure, you know, you use high quality images. Mm-hmm. I come across this a lot. A lot of times I'll ask somebody, for instance, for like a photo and they'll send me something that's pretty low resolution. Right. And, you know, and that's hard to work with. Like mm-hmm. I'm putting, you know, if you're think about it like this, you're putting your face out there. You want it to look as best it can. Um, mm-hmm. If you don't have, for example, a photo or if you just said, hey, I'm going to use what's on my LinkedIn profile. Like, you know, honestly, technology, like I said, I'm, I'm a big technology guy. So, mm-hmm. you know, nowadays, for instance, iPhones have they have a square option. So if you want a great photo for taking, mm-hmm. uh, you know, if you want to take a great photo for your social profiles, Launch your iPhone. Um, in the Photos app, there's an option to slide over to square, and then all you have mm-hmm. right there is you have a perfectly sized photo um, that you can use for your uh, for your profile. Uh, Great. Now, delving into that a little bit further, though, it's also important within your bio that you include important keywords. So I'll give mm-hmm. you a couple of examples. So if I'm, for instance, on Facebook, um, 
if, for instance, I'm on Facebook, okay, I want to make sure that my bio that I put out has uh, keywords about, for instance, like the type of work that I do. For example, if I'm mm-hmm. in, um, you know, give me an example, actually, of, of a business, actually. Well, I one of my clients is a an assisted living center. Okay. So what should they put? Okay, so if they're an assisted living uh, center. They want to make sure they put in, for instance, probably um, senior living, um, you know, healthcare might be important to, on that side. Um, you know, use some of the buzzwords that are synonymous with your industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also make sure, for instance, in that bio, you put your website URL. And um, make sure you test that information as well. That's that's also mm-hmm. another big thing. A lot of times when people create a profile, you know, they just kind of copy from, you know, uh, account to account. And each mm-hmm. account might have a little bit of a different variation. So you do have to adjust. Right. So, like on, on Facebook, you can have a short and a long description. Right. But on Twitter, you've got a very short space that you can, can pro- provide that information. Absolutely correct. Now, let's let's uh, jump over to Twitter real quick on this. So on mm-hmm. Twitter, you have a shorter bio that you can use. However, mm-hmm. with something like this, um, we can use this in the context of, let's say you have some employees, for example, that work for this um, assisted living facility, right? You mm-hmm. could have them in their bio mention that they work for the company. Ah. And if they do that, they want to make sure they tag the um, account that they work mm-hmm. for. That way, when someone hovers over it on Twitter, they'll be able to also see what account that is. You know, okay. It's all about making it easier for like the people that are, you know, for your audience uh, mm-hmm. to be able to like, you know, get to that information, whether it's one less click or, right. you know, putting those keywords in there to real, you know, if you work for a certain company and, hey, they want you to promote their content, mm-hmm. you know, make sure, you know, I would want to do that because, hey, that helps, you know, me add a little bit more credibility, uh, you know, right. to what I do. And it also lets people mm-hmm. know what it is I do and who I work for. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Yeah. Well, and sometimes there are employees who work for companies that, for whatever reason, you know, don't want that out there. Maybe it's against their policies or maybe they're just not on social media. So, you know, always double check those things. But I've always wondered, you know, when, when people have said, well, I don't want to, I don't want my employees to be promoting their, you know, where they work. Now, obviously, there are, you know, you mentioned the fact that you consult with defense contractors. Well, long ago, I used to work for one of those defense contractors, and we weren't even allowed to tell people that, who we worked for. So, you know, there are things like that. But, you know, if you work for, say, you know, the, the restaurant or that we've been mentioning assisted living, your employees had darn well better be your best advocates. Mm-hmm. So why don't you want them exactly. promoting that? And And it's important also to really note that, if you are, you know, a business owner and you're going to encourage your employees to do this, um, mm-hmm. make sure you have a social media policy in place for these right. types of things. You know, this is something that, you know, it doesn't just govern like the people that are managing your social media channels, but it mm-hmm. also governs the people who are, you know, that work for your company. They're associating right. themselves with your business, your brand, mm-hmm. right. because when they do that, you know, they're, you know, they're an advocate for the company. So if they're pushing out, for instance, um, updates that are inappropriate and their bio says, hey, I work for this company, you know, mm-hmm. two and two, put two and two together, you know, it really doesn't send a positive message to people that are potentially following uh, following the company and that person. Um, Definitely. And there are some industries where social media is regulated. Mm-hmm. Um, the medical field, financial services, things like that. We mentioned my client, the assisted living client. HIPAA regulations apply with them. Right. And so, you know, maybe on somebody's personal page, they're talking about one of their favorite residents who was hospitalized. Mm-hmm. They can actually only mention the first name. They cannot mention, even on their personal page, right. they cannot mention, you know, first and last. Right. So it is, as you mentioned, just a good idea to let people know, here's what we do. Here's what what is, is something that we need to avoid. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. And, you know, and here's one of those things. If, if um you know, if you're not sure, you know, if you need help with a social media policy, you're not sure about, you know, um, you know, your industry, for example. I mean, mm-hmm. really, you know, it's think of it like this. I mean, if it, is it something that, you know, this goes back to the basics. Mm-hmm. Is it something that you would want out there? Like if it's not right. something you want somebody to say, you know, make sure you're explicitly clear with that, you know. And even in that policy, you may want to give examples to people, mm-hmm. you know, that are tailored towards your company. For example, if, you know, I mean, kind of a no brainer. Hey, you know. Uh, as an employee, you agree to abide by our social media policy. Uh, one of those things might be we don't want you to mention anything that's proprietary about the company. You know, it could be things related to like, you know, uh, things that are under an NDA or maybe things that are related to like financials, you know, that typically you might get access to as an employee, but it's not something that really needs to go public. So, 
you know, just make sure you, you know, you spell that out for people. Right. You know, I've, I've seen, you know, as, as probably you have lots of different social media policies. I saw one that was a sentence, behave like an adult. <laughs> and I thought, okay, that's kind of like saying, is this art or is this not art? That's in the eye of the beholder. Um, I've also seen ones that were 30 pages long, which of course, people got to the first paragraph and never read any further. So, you know, when you're doing all of those, Obviously, sometimes the lawyer does have to look at it, but, you know, make sure that, that you're providing great information that is easy for people to get through. Right. right. You want to make sure now, that, you know, if you're doing that, you want to make sure that it's, um, you know, it doesn't have, it, it still has to obviously probably have the legal jargon, but you want to make mm -hmm. sure that it's something that the average person who's reading this can actually understand what it means. Right. And maybe it means that you need to have, you know, quick little workshops and things like that. But, um, you know, it, it is something that, that I think almost every company should do. And, and again, it comes back to the fact that your employees should be your best advocates. So help them with that. You know, they don't want to get in trouble either. Um, so, so that's kind of where that comes from. Now, back on Avatar, one of the things that I have done with my, so I have my personal page and then, of course, I have my business page. And... I'm like a lot of entrepreneurs and, and solopreneurs. I am my business. Mm -hmm. So what I've done is on my personal pages, and, and now you know anybody can find me on, on any of those. I'm never going to post anything on my personal page that I don't want the whole world to see. Right. But you know it, it, is, it is going to be the place where there might be the cute cat videos mm -hmm. and, and things like that. So I have a more casual avatar there as opposed to my true business headshot mm -hmm. um, for my where I'm, I'm being professional right and you know but I I've seen people it was one of those things where there was a trend there for a while where people said don't use logos <laughs> we're connecting with a person well okay you know when you're working for a company that has more than two or three employees mm -hmm. it's the logo right. you know and, and it's okay to do that mm -hmm. and I, I will actually say you know what I, on my Facebook page Mm -hmm. I use my logo on my mm -hmm. Facebook page. Right. On my profile, I have, you know, the standard profile photo that you'll see on mm -hmm. my Twitter account and things like that. But I, here's the reason why I do that. So I initially started with my profile and I said, you know, I'm going to use the same one for my, you know, for my Facebook page. And, oh, I'll put a nice mm -hmm. little shiny banner or something on it that denotes this is about right. business. And I mm -hmm. said, you know, that doesn't like it still seemed confusing to me because mm -hmm. It was essentially a similar photo with just you know, right. some text over top of it. And, mm -hmm. you know, I said, you know, I've got a logo. Let me put it out there. Um, mm -hmm. I still interact with people as myself, you know, mm -hmm. um, and, you know, and this kind of actually leads me to like another point, I guess. So like on something like that, I mean, I'm like there, there are no hard, there's no particular rule that says, hey, you know what? You have to use your logo or no, don't use your logo. Like it really comes down to like, what do people know about your brand? You know, mm -hmm. My website has my logo on it. It's got my name on it. You know, I want people, you know, to also see my photo. So what I've done on my Facebook page, for example, is I have a logo for that. And then in my cover photo, um, I actually have my my photo in there. Ah, you know, mm -hmm. The whole point is like, hey, I want you to actually you know, mm -hmm. see who you're actually talking with. Yes. Um, yes. On the other side, well, though, I also have another business um, called socialchefs.com. And mm -hmm. that actually is a business. Like I'm not the face of the business. So for something like mm -hmm. that, I'm going to probably, you know, I'm going to use a logo in that case um, right. as opposed to, you know, like my own photo. So, mm -hmm. it, you know, it really comes down to, you know, like what your business is about. Like if you're, for instance, um, if you're an assisted living facility, I'll use your example here. Mm -hmm. Chances are I'm probably going to, you know, I haven't seen the page, but chances are I'm going to use the logo of the business. Correct. I'm not yes. going to use, mm -hmm. you know, oh, let me use the director or, or you know, or whoever is the owner of this. Like, I'm not going to mm -hmm. do that. That just doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. But if I'm, for instance, um, you know, if I'm an individual, you know, I can either go with, you know, one or the other. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I spent money on a logo, you know, to have one designed. I want to make sure mm -hmm. I use it. Right. So. Well, and one of the things that I have seen fairly large businesses do that they do successfully is when and and a great example of this is someone that I talked with uh, on my program several months ago. He's the head of social media for Alabama Power. Mm -hmm. And you know, they're a big enough entity that they have a team of people who respond, you know, whether it's on Twitter, whether it's on Facebook, you know, all those various things. And that person always puts their name. 
So you know that, hey, this post was from Bob or this post was from Sue. And they use their real name. You know, they don't put last names, but it's not one of these where, you know, every male employee is Bob and every female employee is Sue. They use their real names. And that kind of helps bring back that you're dealing with a person type of feeling as opposed to you're dealing with a business entity. And I, I really like that concept that they, you know, they identify with, you know, here's, hey, we're this person. Right. And actually, that's another great approach you're, you know, you're, um, you're, you know, speaking about there, like the fact that, um, you know, if you're going to be responding as a brand, some, you know, some people, depending on how big, how many people are managing the account, if there's a lot of people working on it, that's another mm -hmm. great way. Like a lot of people will do, you know, they'll sign their name at the bottom, they'll sign their initials, mm -hmm. you know, they'll do this on Twitter as well. Um, because, mm -hmm. you know, depending on the tools that you use from a social perspective, um, you know, it, it might be hard in some cases to identify, well, okay, who was the person that pushed that out? Not that you need to right. know that every time, mm -hmm. but, you know, it is important because it does help people start to, you know, to know who they're actually working with. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I'll give you another example of this, actually. So in that case, um, let's go back to that, like the bio, right? If, mm -hmm. you know, you want to create an awesome bio, something that's really, you know, eye-catching, that has keywords in it, you know, that might mention the business name, if you've got a hashtag you use, you know, all of that sort of stuff, right? Well, mm -hmm. what's also really important, though, is if, for example, if I'm this you know, power company you mentioned that has a lot of people managing social channels, mm -hmm. they might not, you know, in their case, they're not going to put, for instance, you don't have a lot of space on Twitter to say, hey, contact, you know, managed by X, Y, and Z. Right. So mm -hmm. in their case, they might sign their tweets, for example, with, you know, uh, a carrot or something else, you know. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So that's one thing that they will do. But then on the other side, like if you're one or two people managing an account, maybe you want to actually tag that person's Twitter handle on there. So, cool. you know, so you got a lot of different approaches here. And, and I mm -hmm. really think it comes down to, you know, um, how many people are managing your account. Mm -hmm. And then two, like, you know, if it goes again, this all goes back to that social media policy. If you don't have a social media policy in place, and you're like, hey, I'm going to put, I want, you know, whoever's managing our account to tag the people that are responsible for this account. Well, I wouldn't do that until I have that policy in place. Right. Because, right. you know, you want to make sure you vet the individual, you mm -hmm. know, that they know what you expect from them as an employee. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, you really have a couple of options there that you can mm -hmm. really work with. Um, well, and of course, the cool thing on Twitter is maybe they maybe they post articles that the business might not like. Mm -hmm. OK, so they have then a, if you're going to insist that they tag themselves on Twitter, then they can just have a different Twitter account right. um, that they're they're using. And, and you know, Facebook doesn't like that. We're not going to tell people break the rules um, because it says that you can only have one personal account. But, you know, every business, as you mentioned, they should kind of vet them and make sure. Uh, but. You know, it, it is one of those things that it's it's a hot topic for debate, you know, whether it's with lawyers, with employment law, you know, or, you know, all the way down to the, the little business owner who, uh, you know, I was talking to a restaurant owner one mm -hmm. time and, and he said, you know, his wait staff, he really didn't want people to know more about them. Um, he loved them dearly, but, you know, they were a little out there on some things. And, and so it is a good thing to really make sure that you know what you're getting into before you start, you know, engaging all of these these various entities. And that's actually funny you mentioned that. That's actually an article um, I've, um, I've been working on actually regarding, um, you know, different ways to use um, social media for like, for example, like you mentioned a restaurant there. The restaurant mm -hmm. owner didn't want their employees, um, you know, to really kind of be, you know, to kind of know who they are. That's see, that's mm -hmm. actually an interesting approach because I, I kind of like I actually believe the opposite of that, which is, mm -hmm. you know, if I'm and we talked about this at the beginning, if I'm the restaurant, if I, for instance, if I'm the owner of this uh, restaurant or if I'm the owner of mm -hmm. your, you know, assisted living facility, like those are my biggest fans. They should be right. my biggest fans, my biggest mm -hmm. advocates. You know, if you look at a lot of major brands, you look at, um, you know, for example, if you look at like Zappos is a great example. Like mm -hmm. they they encourage their employees like they want you, you know, they don't want to like box you in, you know. Mm -hmm. But again, they have policies in place, and I don't want to make this right. all like you know complicated. But mm -hmm. you want those people on your side because, mm -hmm. as a company, you're not going to be able to do all the heavy lifting and use one channel, you mm -hmm. know, to do to get your message out. That's where you want to really excite your right. own employees to become a part of your business and to help you mm -hmm. do the heavy lifting. They want mm -hmm. you want them to be passionate about the fact that hey, you know what, I work for you. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, and not only is hey, not only is this a fun place to work, for example, um, or is this a place that I enjoy going to every day? You know, it's something that like I am, you know, I support because I am an employee of that company. Right. You know, and, and so they can say, you know, maybe they're the wait staff. Hey, we've got a great deal on appetizers tonight. Or, you know, you work for a bigger brand, you can say, we've got a great sale this weekend. Now, you know, clearly you can't make them post. Right. I mean, and, and you really can't do that. You cannot tell people, you know, hey, on your, especially on their personal pages. But if you encourage it, um, you know, and, and tell them it's okay, they will post it. Right. Um, you know, and then, of course, there are, they are going to have the cute cat videos and the mm-hmm. pictures of their, their high school reunion on their own pages. And you just kind of have to deal with that. And here's the thing, like, um, I mean, you, that is an excellent point you brought up. It's all about getting them engaged and making them feel valued, actually. I think that's really the key thing, is to make mm-hmm. somebody feel valued. You know, you, you can't, like, you can't tell somebody, hey, you know what, go and post this. I mean, uh, we mm-hmm. want you as an employee, you know, we want you to be, you know, uh, we want you to be retweeting all of our content. You know, mm-hmm. we want you to be, like, talking positive about our company, like, you know, Yes, you want them to talk positively, but you want to do that in a way that's not over the top, you know? Right. You want to do it in a mm-hmm. way that like in, that says, hey, you know what? As an, as the owner of this business, I value what you do. I value you mm-hmm. as a person. Because the mm-hmm. more that you make somebody feel valued as an employee, you know, the more that they are going to want to actually be a part of your company without you having to do any sort of forcing of that, you know? Right. And that's where having, again, going back to that policy, but that's where having that policy in place, you know, if – Somebody at some point, you know, says, hey, you know what? I don't feel like I feel very valued. You really, you know, you have the protection in place that says, hey, you know what? They can't talk negative about us. You know, that's something mm-hmm. that's in your policy. Right. That sort of thing. You know, hey, when they leave, they have to turn over the accounts. That way, you know, mm-hmm. you don't aren't left in the lurch as a business owner. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and you're right. There are the positives and the negatives. You know, you need those things in there that say you can't disclose, you know, private information. You can't talk negative. Um, there was a story, and this was several years ago now, uh, maybe even you know, more than several, about a, an employee at one of the big box stores. He was at Best Buy, if I remember right. And they, amazingly enough, didn't have a social media policy. Now, this may be it was, you know, it was because social media was still fairly new. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so they just it, it hadn't kind of entered their sphere of, gee, we have to, to do something about this. But on his personal Facebook pages, he trashed some of the customers and and did it in ways that people actually knew who he was talking about. You know, it wasn't just, oh, this stupid person came in and, and did such and such. He called them. He called them my name, um, you know, and, and all sorts of things. And because they didn't have a policy against that. They couldn't discipline him, mm-hmm. um, you know, because that was his personal space. Uh, you know, they tried. And, of course, you know, he was smart enough to go get an attorney. And so that is something that business owners need to keep in mind, too, is this is protecting yourself to have those policies in place also. You know, we've we've all worked for companies where there might have been a dress code. You know, there's there's uh, information about what your hours are. You know, you're, you, you need to be at work by 8, you know, and, and if you show up at 9, there could be a problem. So this is just another part of things that, that companies need to have in their employee manuals. Right, and, and that actually comes down to the fact that um, – Actually, a couple of points I want to make here. One, you can't control it as a business owner. You cannot control every single touch point of your business. Right. Like, you can't, you know, you can control, for instance, your social channels. You can control the message that's put out there, but mm-hmm. you cannot control everything your employees post. So, mm-hmm. for example, if I said, you know, hey, I want you to, you know, I want you to post, um, about, you know, I'd love it if you shared content about our business. Great. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's about as far as I can go. I can I can make the right. content available, you know, but mm-hmm. I can't make you do it. Mm-hmm. If my content, for instance, shows up next to, you know, something else that you have um, that someone else, for instance, has posted on their profile, you know, that that I don't necessarily agree with. Like, I can't make you take it down. Like, I can't I right. can't say, hey, you know what? Can you take that piece of content down? It conflicts with mm-hmm. what we do. But what mm-hmm. I can do is, you know, I can make sure as a business owner that I educate you. On the you know on certain things, for instance, that um, that we can and cannot talk about, mm-hmm. right? You know, like if if you've got you know like uh, for example, if you've got a relationship with a, a, a particular business, like mm-hmm. there may be you know things for, within the company that hey, you know what, I'm not allowed to talk about that, uh, mm-hmm. but you know from a brand channel, for instance, but then maybe as an individual, like hey, you know what, the policies don't really that we might mention from a company perspective, hey, we might not be able to talk about it, but if there's certain things you can do, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I can't make you necessarily take that down unless it's completely like, you know, uh, completely like, you know, something that I just we wouldn't want to share at all, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, Right. So, you know, so that that's the first point. And then um, the other part that I kind of wanted to mention about that was also that, um, you know, this is actually in the uh, the article we were referencing, which was about, you know, about staying positive. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, like it all comes down to like, you know, valuing people like that you're, you know, they're part of like your, your organization. Um, you know, and making, you know, and basically providing the tools for them. Um, you know, you mentioned that policy and how like, you know, address code and, and all that sort of thing. Right. And that's mm-hmm. actually, you know, I think really what has happened because of that is that the dress code, for example, like it used to probably be, you know, Hey, most businesses, uh, you know, khaki pants and, you know, suit and tie, you mm-hmm. know, and that sort of thing. Like they had a certain culture and like over time that possibly has changed. Right. I feel the same thing though has happened with, with social media. So like mm-hmm. a few years ago, social media wasn't like, it was nowhere near as big as it was today. You know, people said, Hey, it's a fad. Right. But mm-hmm. that, you know, things have changed. It's become, you know, more like mainstream nowadays. And if your business doesn't have a policy in place or, you know, you have one, but you haven't updated it in a while, which mm-hmm. in most cases you probably haven't, you mm-hmm. know, this is a good time to do that because right. social media is becoming a, you know, a, a staple for most businesses. And if mm-hmm. you don't have that policy in place, you know, it really, you know, um, you basically, you know, in a way you leave yourself open to, you know, to potential issues, mm-hmm. whether it's, right. um, you know, uh, it could come down to uh, maybe you don't have a policy in place that says, Hey, when, you know, when somebody, you, you, you assume when somebody leaves the company, Oh, they're going to turn over my accounts to me. Right. Right. That's, 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 by the way, that's one of the biggest questions I get. Well, the, mm-hmm. you know, the answer to that is, well, you're not really going to get that because, you know, hopefully they're going to do it. That's the, you know, that's the right thing to do. Right. Mm-hmm. But in most cases, a lot of times what will happen, somebody will, you know, maybe something will happen and they'll be, you know, upset at the company. Well, what's the first thing we do? We let our emotions take over and we react. Right. And what's the first thing the employee might do? They might go on. Grab there, the smartphone. They, mm-hmm. they delete their, you know, they go on there and they're like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to remove myself as an admin on the Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, there are some pretty big ramifications that can happen if that happens, if you do that, mm-hmm. um, i.e. if, if they're the only admin and they remove themselves, there's no way to add another app. Right. You just lost access to that. Page. Exactly. And, you know, and, and then it becomes a, you know, Hey, I've really got, you know, you create more problems for the business by not having a policy in place. So, mm-hmm. you know, and that, you know, basically what I was getting at was that if you have a policy, you know, for your business, uh, but you haven't updated in a while, make sure you go back and do that. It's really important. Right. You know, and, and it's probably something that you should look at maybe even every six months just because things change so quickly. Uh, yes. um, you know, and, and don't mention specific platforms because there are hundreds. You know, now you might mention some and say, OK, on Facebook, do this. On Facebook, but but make sure that you're also not limiting because then somebody will go, "Ooh, hey, I'm going to set up a page on you know whatever this this new site mm-hmm. is. And because you didn't mention it, I can use it. Um, and then remind your employees, hey, you know, we've got this social media policy. Mm-hmm. Anybody have questions about it? You know, things like that. Right. Um, because as you mentioned, we do react. Uh, you know, it is something where, you know, in our pockets, we carry something almost all the time where, you know, I can, if something happens, you can get out your smartphone and you can say, my boss just said such and such and so and so, or this horrible client or, you know, whatever. And so you you need to be reminding people about this. Mm-hmm. But it's I want to come back to the fact that we need to, you know, as, as we mentioned several times, encourage your employees to be your advocates, um, you know, and, and just it, it maybe it does come back to that one statement that somebody had on, as their social media policy, be an adult. Mm-hmm. You know, if you if you wouldn't say things like that in person. You know, or to your boss, okay, then don't post it online. Um, and then heaven forbid, I, you know, don't, don't try and hide. Right. <laughs> Maybe, you know, I, I was talking with somebody one time who is in financial services, which is very tightly regulated, um, as to what they can and cannot post. And, and so what she did was she set up her Facebook account in her dog's name <laughs> because then she could still connect with her friends and blah, blah, blah. And I looked at her and I said, sweetie, your boss is not stupid. Don't lose your job because you want to be on Facebook. It's not that important. Um, you know, and, and so, you know, always think those things through, you know, and, and, you know, also think about the fact that 
as as an individual, you might at some point have to be looking for a new job or you might want a promotion. So what happens if they look at your social media presence? Um, you know, and, and that is, you know, that is obviously a topic for an entirely different discussion. Mm-hmm. But that is where you need to I, I tell people you just need to always be professional. Right. You know, if that if that next employer, if that next date, if that next, you know, whoever can see your posts, what are they going to think about you? Right. Yeah. I mean, and, and that's a great point, you know, about like not hiding on social. Like, I don't mm-hmm. like I personally like I've not ever really understood why somebody would want to do that. You know, it, mm-hmm. I mean, that's the thing with the Internet in general. Like when you put something out there, it's out there forever. You know, right. do I look at, for instance, the, you know, the YouTube videos that I've created or like the blog posts that I wrote, you know, before mm-hmm. I really kind of got going on all of that? Like, do I look at it and cringe a lot of times? Yes. But you know what? Do I no? Do I not take that down? You know, no, I, I don't because, you know, that's like it, in a way it gives me like the opportunity to look at it and say, you know what? Like this is I've come a long way. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I can see exactly where I started. I can see, you know, hey, I was a little, I was very rough around the edges then. Hey, things have changed mm-hmm. a lot now. So, mm-hmm. you know, so in one sense, like from a content perspective, you know, I think it's important to kind of leave some of that stuff out. But you know, from your, you know, from your profile perspective, you know, or anything you're posting from your personal channels, you want to make sure, you know, that, um, you know, that goes back to like, if you, would you want anyone reading this? Mm-hmm. You know, if it's strictly personal, like just, you know, be aware of like what you're posting. And if you mm-hmm. don't, you know, if you have, if you're uncertain about it or you have any questions whatsoever, make sure you ask somebody, you know, heck, you mm-hmm. can reach out to me. That's fine. If you're, you have a question and you're like, Hey, I, uh, do you have an issue? You know, would you find this offensive for instance? Or, mm-hmm. You know, do you see anything like wrong with this? If I push this as this business, um, you know, I'm happy to answer those questions. You know, it, you know, it takes a couple minutes. I mean, just to look at, you know, look at your update and say, you know what? I think that actually looks like a pretty good piece of content. Right, right. Well, that gives us a great way to, to do this. How do people find you online and connect with you? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, so. Oh, you're breaking up a bit. I can't hear what was you. The, uh, can you hear me? Oh, there we Sorry, go. The oh, there, there you're back. Tell people how they find you online and connect with you online. Oh, so they can definitely, they can um, say that again, actually. Uh, where do they find you online? So you can find me online at christiankonline.com. Mm-hmm. And you can also follow me on Twitter at C-K-R-O-K-S. Mm-hmm. Um, or on my Facebook page at facebook.com slash askck. Right. Well, and now this, Christian, this just stunned me and and in a, in a very positive way. So I'm looking at your website mm-hmm. and you have 29 million people who have liked your Facebook page. Actually, uh, 29,000. No, it says 29,084, 662. Really? <laughs> <laughs> I'm wondering if there's a uh, if there's a bug going on. How funny! Awesome. No, we're we're just gonna say you have 29 million people who have liked you, <laughs> um, and and clearly, you know, even if it's just 29,000, yeah. that's still a, a very large number. So what's that? Sh- what that is showing is that you do have great information and great content mm-hmm. for people. So I want to encourage people to to really make sure that they find you online. And but you know that that brings back that what we're talking about it because you you do post good content. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about that from a business perspective because I have businesses who either post things that are just so snoozeworthy mm-hmm. that you know it's it's and and they only post about their business. And we talked at the start about you know maybe you shouldn't post the the cute little memes, but there are ways to do things where maybe you've got a uh, a, a great saying that pertains to your business. Mm-hmm. Well, you can create a graphic right. and then for heaven's sakes, people brand it, put your logo on it. I created one, you know, several weeks ago that I thought was really cool and forgot to put my logo on it. And it got shared by a ton of people. And there I lost my own marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, you can do those things, but how this is, this is the, the, you know, hundred million dollar question that yeah. people always ask, how often should I post? <laughs> So yeah, it's actually good because uh, we'll kind of continue through some of these other you know power tips I guess kind of all, mm-hmm. almost like pull them all together. So how often should you post? So that's actually mm-hmm. uh, point number two on the article we we're talking about. You know, which mm-hmm. is about consistency, right? Um, right? I would recommend you know this is the biggest thing. A lot of people get into it and they 
For example, they say, hey, you know what? I'm going to write a blog post a day. And mm -hmm. if you can't do that, like, every single day for, say, 30 days, because, you know, it takes 30 days to form a habit, that type thing, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. you know, you need to scale that back. So, like, from a, you know, from a content perspective, I'm writing blog posts. Get it right. down to something that's manageable that you know you can do every single day and then ramp it mm -hmm. up. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people tend to take on way, you know, way more than they can actually handle. So as far right. as like posting to social channels, it really is going to be dependent on, um, one, the channel you're posting to. So, for mm -hmm. example, if I'm posting something to like – let's just use YouTube as an example. I'm probably not going to be uploading you know, uh, five and ten videos a day, right? It's a little bit too much. For something like that, I'd probably create maybe five to ten videos in a day. I'd batch my content and then mm -hmm. schedule out those because you can do that within YouTube. Mm -hmm. um, so that would be probably the angle I would take with, say, YouTube. Um, and, and we're talking probably maybe, you know, one, maybe two videos at the most per day. But, you know, really video content can take a lot of time to create. Um, mm -hmm. If I'm talking about Twitter, Twitter is a little bit different. So for Twitter, you probably, you know, there's no, like, set limit to say, hey, I want to post, you know, every 30 minutes or every hour. Um, there's also nothing wrong with posting, for example, the content that you post in the morning, you may want to repost that in the afternoon. So you might want to do, you know, five, 10, maybe 15 times a day, but 15 is mm -hmm. a little excessive. Um, you know, every hour is typically usually pretty good, um, right. or recycle some of your old content, uh, mm -hmm. Facebook page, very similar thing. You'll hear, you know, you'll, you'll read, uh, you'll see articles that'll say, Hey, you should post, you know, um, once a day, Oh, two to three times a day, every hour. Every hour. So mm -hmm. it really comes down to, um, you know, if you're posting, for example, on Facebook, you want to you know, try to find that happy medium. It might be, um, you know, a couple of times for you to start, you know, two to three times. Mm -hmm. You know, don't don't repost the same content necessarily on your page. Um, right. There's a lot of techniques you can use to, you know, to um, to change how you do that. But what you may want to do is you may want to start out with, you know, um, Certain kind of content in the morning, certain kind in the afternoon, and maybe something in the evening. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you can schedule some of that stuff out. And then also, you know, when you're posting that content, um, you've got to remember on Facebook, people are not necessarily going to see all of your content just because you post it. Uh, if they go to the, you know, if I post something right now and then you see it in my newsfeed, awesome. But then if you happen to not see it and you don't really interact with my account really much, uh, Facebook will not necessarily show it to you based on their formula they use, their algorithm. Mm -hmm. So that's where, like, um, you know, you want to get into some advanced techniques for stuff like that, like ads and things like that, mm -hmm. get content right. uh, up in front of people more. But, you know, there really is honestly no, like, oh, it's X amount of times per day. It comes down to, um, you know, trying uh, experimentation, try different things, mm -hmm. see what works for your business, um, you know, and, and start to, like, you know, pay attention to, like, what happens. If I post, for instance, every hour and I see a big, you know, if I see um, my my reach, you know, increase and I see, but I, the key thing is I see my engagement and my, you know, my likes, my comments, my shares. Right. Um, mm -hmm. That tells me I'm doing something right. You mm -hmm. know, if my reach is like, oh, hey, I reach, you know, a thousand people or whatever. Um, that doesn't necessarily tell me that the content is good. It just tells me, hey, people saw my content. So, mm -hmm. you know, so really it's about trial and error. Right. Well, and obviously it depends on your business right. also. You know, for the assisted living client, once a day tends to really work, mm -hmm. you know, because and, – and, of course, then we figure out the times because for, an, for the assisted living client, our target audience is not the people who live there. It's the people like me that are of a certain age range. Mm -hmm. We won't say what that is, but it's, it, you know, I'm looking at a place for my parents or, you know, someone like that. And so that's why, you know, and, and so we might post more in the evening because that might be when they're online. And for anybody, you know, don't panic. You don't have to be online all the time. There are scheduling programs. You can schedule it internally in Facebook or, you know, you can use something like Buffer um, Hootsuite, mm -hmm. all sorts of different right. things. So, you know, for the business owners who think, oh, my gosh, this takes so much time. No, use a scheduling program. Um, but maybe you are that restaurant that we talked about. So you need to post in the morning to say, here's what our specials of the day are going to be. Then you're going to post at lunch, remind people what the lunch special is. Then you're going to post you know, later on in the afternoon, remind people what the dinner, the dinner special is. So, again, you know, it's and it's exactly as you mentioned, it's trial and error. Right. You know, sometimes it will work, sometimes it doesn't. But the biggest thing is to engage with the right people. 
I've had people who have said, do anything you possibly can to get as many likes on the page as you want. And, of course, there are those reputable it. and yeah. disreputable firms, right, mm-hmm. that, that will sell you likes, right. you know, however that technology works. Well, you know, it might look impressive to have 100,000 followers on your Facebook page, but if only 10 of those are the right people, that's that's the key. Right, exactly. Like, it's not about, you know, it's... Like you get, and this is the thing, like a lot of people will, you know, they'll say, oh, well, you know what? My competitor has X amount of Facebook fans. Um, mm-hmm. I want to have, you know, 10 times more than they do. Right. Like that's where it comes down to, you know what? If they have, I'll give you an example. If they have a thousand fans on their Facebook page and you have like 500 and mm-hmm. out of those a thousand, let's just say only a hundred of them are actually really engaging with them on a regular right. basis, but you mm-hmm. have 500 and you've got, you know, 100, 200, 300 of your fans, you have a higher percentage of the people engaging with your, you know, with your information, which, mm-hmm. you know, makes you actually a, a better resource because it shows that, hey, you know what, you've got a better um, consistent amount of right. the right people actually interested mm-hmm. in your content and engaging with mm-hmm. it. So numbers, you know, that, you know, they're, they're a false indicator. They're like, hey, this is an important account. Mm-hmm. Well, and Facebook looks at it has really started looking at those people um, because, you know, as we said, you can buy likes. Mm-hmm. Well, typically those don't tend to be in this country. Um, and so Facebook will look at where those people are and just delete them. Mm-hmm. So you might have inflated and then Facebook goes, nah, uh, uh, and then you go back to just your 500 likes. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, and, you know, speaking of content, it needs to be something that gets people to engage, whether it's that they share, whether that they click like, and there's a variety of reasons for that. First is it will drive it more into their newsfeed, mm-hmm. but you want people to share it. And and it, now it's my understanding, and correct me if I'm wrong or, or uh, expand on this, that Facebook is now starting to penalize posts that say, share this information. Um, kind of, sort of. <laughs> uh, yeah, kind of, sort of. I mean, they're, you know, it. It depends on the context of what you're doing it. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's kind of a fine line. So, like, if you ask, I mean, think about it. If you ask somebody to, you know, share content, and for instance, they don't share it, um, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of in, in a way it indicates, hey, you know what, this, you know, this content doesn't really like get much engagement, so we're not going right. to show it to people. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I really, I mean, it's important to have a call to action in your content. It doesn't always mm-hmm. necessarily have to be like share this or comment mm-hmm. on this or like this. Like, if you're going to do, say, the share side of things. That's where you could actually, you know, you could try to include content with like a call to action button and things like that mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that it actually is, is there. It's not necessarily a share option, um, mm-hmm. you know, but it'd be, it would be a way to like, you know, it might say like learn more, things like that. So mm-hmm. uh, but but that actually goes back to like the point that we were talking about, about, you know, um, we talked about, you know, uh, having a profile attention, you know, uh, an attention grabbing profile, um, mm-hmm. creating, you know, uh, content um, consistently. Um, Creating, you know, in this case, experimenting, you know, um, creating content on a regular basis, Mm -hmm. um, you know, from the perspective of like, you know, not just uh, not just actually sharing your content, but also sharing content, for instance, from other like um, resources. Right. You're you're a source. So like if you're, Mm -hmm. for instance, assisted the assisted living facility here, uh, by the way, this is great content. You know, if you you need to update any of your uh, information. You know, you could always share like your content. Great. But, you know, if there are other like it's all about building relationships. So if there is Mm -hmm. other content from other pages or maybe other blogs, you know, Mm -hmm. or resources that, you know, you um, as an assistant living facility might think your fans, your customers are going to be interested in. You may want to share some of that content as well. Um, Right. That's good. Yeah. You know, we share content from a place for mom Uh because they always have great articles. Um, Alzheimer's Association, AARP, Mm -hmm. you know, and 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 again, what it is showing is is what you mentioned. It's showing that we are that resource. Right. So, you know, maybe we shared an article that was from somebody else, but it was tips on planning for assisted living. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, we could have started over and wrote our own post about it, but why not be kind of that that gateway of great information? Right. Well, and, and that's the thing. Like, it's all about creating value for your customers. So mm-hmm. it's not – it's – and some of these points where they kind of run together, like, but it's not about um, creating content. It's not just saying, hey, you know what? Let me share all of my content. All of the mm-hmm. 80-20 rule. Share 80% of other people's content, 20% of your own. Um, mm-hmm. You know, one, it's going to help you add more – you know, 
add more value for your fans, um, mm-hmm. not just your content. So you're not constantly trying to keep up, but also, right. you know, you're adding, you're, you're building those relationships, which might not seem like they're actually doing anything at the moment. But mm-hmm. when you share other people's content, you know, they, they can take notice of that and that could actually lead to additional opportunities. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, so going back to our original thing about, you know, sharing the whole like puppies and kittens and internet memes, like, here's a great opportunity. Share your content, share mm-hmm. other people's content related to your business that your fans will find value in, you know, mm-hmm. things that are relevant to like, you know, what your fans are interested in. And that's actually going to be a great way um, to actually get people more excited about, you know, the content that they're, you know, right. about your business. One, not to say, hey, you know what, they've got the best content, but you know what, they've got great content and they are mm-hmm. a great resource. Right. And typically, uh, you know, and, and I'm just going to speak personally for myself, I don't remember that they shared someone else's content. Mm-hmm. I just remember that they shared great content. Right. And, you know, and, and that is kind of that, that strategy is, you know, you want to do that. So, you know, back to the restaurant. So maybe you're sharing a recipe and maybe it's a recipe from, you know, some, some chef in New York or something like mm-hmm. that, or, you know, all these various things there is. And, and of course that is probably one of the biggest things that people tell me is I don't have enough. What, what am I going to say? Well, hello, use somebody else's content, share their content. Um, you know, obviously think first before sharing a direct competitor's content. Uh, But, you know, at the same point, there are ways to share information where it could conceivably be somebody else, you know, competitor, but there's a lot of other other information out there and so many resources. Maybe it's, you know, an article from Huffington Post or New York Times or, you know, all of those various things. And you can obviously follow those pages. That way you can see, but you it is something that you should be looking for on a regular basis. Right. Yeah, and, and for something like that, I mean, I personally, I use um, I use tools like um, I use Feedly, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I have you know, I might set up a um, I might set up you know a, a category basically for um, competitor content, for instance, mm-hmm. or not competitors like um, content, for instance, that I'm interested in that you know I want to check regularly, like that mm-hmm. you know might be valuable for my Facebook page. So I have something that I can literally just go right into. Uh, mm-hmm. If I think it's important, you know, I can save it. Um, I can share it right then and there, um, you know, on, in that case, like on whatever channel I want to. And it's easy to organize and I don't have to go like constantly go like look for it at, for instance, at their Facebook page, things like mm-hmm. that. I can actually pull a lot of that information. Right. So. And, and of course that is so important because, you know, and it's, it's F-E-E-D dot L-Y. Mm-hmm. That's the the website. And you go in and, and you set those things up. So you're not having to spend the time looking for them. Right. Um, you know, I use a, a service called uh, Smart Brief mm-hmm. where you can go through and, and they're a content curator. Right. So they send me articles about, you know, what I've signed up for is obviously social media. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm not out there having to, to look for those various things. They're found for me. And so that's a, a great thing for organizations to use to, you know, whether it's Feedly, whether it's, you know, a, a Google Alert, anything because there is only, you know, 28 hours in our day. Mm-hmm. And you know, so, yeah, you know, clearly we have to, to actually with the, the true hours that we have, we have to be very mindful of them. So anything you can do that's a shortcut, that's that's a great thing. Right, exactly. And it's one of those things that um, and, and actually um, I think we can probably put a link to this in the uh, um, in the you know show notes, probably. But OK, um, I actually I have a, a way that you can actually pull in your um Facebook pages that you want to follow, for instance, uh, mm-hmm. to be able to pull those into Feedly, for example. Great. Websites, okay. Sort of stuff. So. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah, we will definitely provide that as a as a resource for folks. Yeah. So you know, we've got just a couple minutes mm-hmm. here, and and we you know we had our our list of ten, yeah. which we kind of smooched into you know several. <laughs> but give us that URL again so that people can really see that information for themselves. Sure. It's um christiankonline.com slash power tips. Okay. You know, right, and and you're right. Like we've actually, you know, we've actually consolidated a lot of the things we've talked about today into, you know, from they're actually in this article. We've consolidated a lot of those into, you know, into some of these talking points. I mean, but mm-hmm. but really, the name of the game is, you know, if you're a business, um, you want to, you know, you want to get a, you know, develop a strong presence on social. You know, you want to start with um, having, you know, a really, you know, high quality profile. Spend the time, you know, putting up a profile photo. Um, Filling in your description, adding pertinent keywords, hashtags, you know, 
get your employees mm-hmm. involved, for instance, to tag your account in their accounts if you know if they want to do that. Um, you know, creating content, not just you know, r- basically getting on the hamster wheel and creating content yourself, but make creating content on your end, you know, something you do maybe you know maybe once a week, you know, something mm-hmm. like that. Um, if you don't have the you know bandwidth to support that, curate that content from other resources, whether it's right. you know, um, and this actually is an important point about um, creating content, not just like creating blog posts, but you know, blog lots of different types, blog posts, mm-hmm. videos. Instagram, Vine, mm-hmm. like there's a lot of, uh, you know, YouTube videos, like there's all sorts of um, ways to create content, whether it's, you know, it might be an image, for example, that has your logo on it. You know, that would be a piece of content. Mm-hmm. Sure. It could right. be a blog post. It could be a video. You know, so it's about basically taking all of these different items, mixing them up and saying, hey, you know what? Um, what does my audience find interesting? Let me experiment, mm-hmm. first of all. And then two, when I hit on something that really works, um, you know, Keep working at it until it doesn't work anymore. And if you need to go back to the well and find other content, look at some, you know, look at what, um, you know, some of the other resources you follow personally are. What do you like about them? Try Mm -hmm. some of those things. And if you don't have any ideas, you're fresh out of content, ask your audience. Right. Well, and ask is probably one of the, the best things because it leads into, and this is you know a topic for another day because we could talk about it forever, yeah. engaging mm-hmm. with your followers. This is not post, 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 post. You know, this is about, it's, it's a give and take, folks. You know, if somebody comments or says something, for heaven's sakes, respond to them. Uh, you know, the, the assisted living is a great example. We had somebody who on one of our pages said, you have a great facility. That was a perfect opportunity for us to say, hey, thanks. Did you take a tour? Can we set a tour up? Mm-hmm. You know, now you don't want to delve into, you know, the, the used car salesman type of thing. But the people want to be acknowledged. And, you know, if they engaged in a negative way, mm-hmm. try and fix it. You know, maybe they said, we went to this restaurant and had an absolutely horrible meal. Or, you know, as, as we have seen, you know, a Yelp review or something like that. Try and fix it. You can't always. Right. You know, there are those people who live to complain, mm-hmm. but see if you can fix it. So, you know, it's if you're not going to engage, then my advice is don't do it. You know, just have a website that's static that nobody ever interacts with. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to be on social media, you absolutely have to engage with people. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, and um, I, mean, I think you and I actually were talking about this before the show, which is, you know, um, if if you don't, you know, this is actually, I mean, this is actually funny. It's like when people talk about setting goals in life, you know, and like what mm-hmm. your objectives are, like if you don't set your goals and, you know, you don't know where you want to go, like any path's going to get you there, you know, right. um, if you don't, and this applies to social. So for example, if you don't on your social channels, if you don't really have a direction with where you're going with your business, you know, what's the, why should somebody, for instance, be a fan of your Facebook page or follow you on mm-hmm. Twitter? What value are they going to get out of it? If yes. you don't know what that mm-hmm. is, um, you know, uh, spend the t- before you actually just start doing stuff, like spend the time, you know, come up with a plan, you know, mm-hmm. wh- what are you looking to get out of it? Like, you know, it's not just like, Oh, I'm going to do this and I'm going to, you know, put all this effort into it, and, but I don't know what I want to get out of it. Like you need mm-hmm. to know that, um, you know, and then if you're going to do it, you have to commit to it. You have to right. commit to, you know, one, um, making sure that you have your account set up properly. Like you don't need mm-hmm. to be on every social media channel to start with. Start on right. the ones that, you know, um, that you think you have the time to, you know, to um, to spend on something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't, you know, you can reach out to, you know, hiring a professional to do that because, uh, you know, um, it's important to like, uh, as you just mentioned, if, you, if you're going to post content, like you got to actually have the time to respond to. So if you're right. already stretched right. too thin, you know, start small, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and if you completely don't have the time at all, you know, either hire a professional or just don't get involved. But I think not getting involved is not a is not a really good option because right you're missing because out. your competitors yeah. are there right you know and and that's the the biggest thing. Well, Christian, huh, holy cow, we are at the top of the hour, and this has been so much fun getting to know you. As I mentioned, we have only met virtually online, so this was was great. Um, I have been talking with Christian Karasevich. Christian, tell people one last time how they find your presence online. Sure. So you can find me on my website at um, christiankonline.com, on Facebook at facebook.com slash askck, and on Twitter at twitter.com slash c-k-r-o-k-s. And I think we'll probably include links to these in the show notes as well. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, Outside of that, uh, 
you know, if, um, if you have any questions, you know, or there's anything, you know, that you need clarification on, I mean, feel free to, you know, reach out. I'm, you know, here's the thing. I, I like uh, helping people, you know, so if you send me a message, um, I'll do my best to respond and, you know, to give you, you know, either A, an answer or B, a direction, you know, that can help you. Perfect. Well, and if we have listeners who haven't already found me online, it's pretty easy. It's debcreer.com, D-E-B-K-R-I-E-R.com. And for everyone out there, have an absolutely fabulous day. Thanks for listening to Deb Career, your social media friend. Tune in next time to listen to more great tips, techniques, and trends for using social media. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.